Good morning, faithful listener. You are listening to the Bible Explained podcast, where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and stay tuned as we read through the book of Numbers. Happy Monday, faithful listener. I hope you had a great weekend this past weekend and that you were able to enjoy the sunshine and whatever else. Actually, fun fact, I was at my sister's all last week. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, I had a pretty good time. I got some time off, got to relax a little bit, and I'm back at it today, getting some episodes done. And my, I suppose my new job at the church My church technically starts today. Yeah, I guess it does. So I'm going to be busy in the next coming years. (laughs) So I'm definitely excited for what's going on at the church. I'm going to be taking over more of the worship role at my church now that, um, unfortunately, the head worship leader is now the one that's been there for 11 years, has now left but he's leaving to pursue some pretty cool things. And actually, he just came out with his own album, which I would like to promote on this podcast because it really is a great album. And when you think about the fact that he did it completely alone, recorded all the music, recorded himself, did the audio, everything, it's extremely impressive. So I'm actually going to drop a link to his album in the bio of this podcast episode. And his name is Mark Richards, and I definitely recommend you guys keep an eye out for some of the new stuff he's going to be coming out with, because I've known Mark for a really long time, and I just really want to support everything that he's doing with his new business called Handiwork Performance, and also just the album that he's come out with as well. You can actually listen to his music pretty much anywhere. It's on Spotify, it's on YouTube Music, it's on Apple Music, iTunes, whatever. You can listen to it, but I will be putting a link to the YouTube album that he has. So please take a listen to it and support Mark with all his new stuff that he's going to be doing. But that being said, let's go ahead and talk about Numbers chapter 27 verses 12 through 23. I will be reading out the W.E.B. version this morning or the World English Bible. Now, if you guys prefer a different version of the Bible, that's totally fine. Whatever your version is, go ahead and turn to that one, the one you prefer, or just listen along if you are commuting to work. Just sit back and listen and enjoy the scriptures. But don't forget that cup of coffee this morning. Anyway, I'm going to be reading Numbers 27, 12 through 23. Yahweh said to Moses, Go up into this mountain of Abiram, and see the land which I have given to the children of Israel. When you have seen it, you shall also be gathered to your people, as Aaron your brother was gathered. Because in the strife of the congregation, you rebelled against my word in the wilderness of Zin, to honor me as holy at the waters before their eyes. These are the waters of Meribah of Kadesh in the wilderness of Zin. Moses spoke to Yahweh, saying, Let Yahweh, the God of the spirits of all flesh, appoint a man over the congregation who may go out before them and who may come in before them and who may lead them out, who may bring them in, that the congregation of Yahweh may not be as sheep which have no shepherd. Yahweh said to Moses, Take Joshua, the son of Nun, a man in whom is the spirit, and lay your hand on him. Set him before Eleazar the priest and before all the congregation and commission him in their sight. You shall give authority to him that all the congregation of the children of Israel may obey. He shall stand before Eleazar the priest, 
who shall inquire for him by the judgment of the Urim before Yahweh. At his word they shall go out, and at his word they shall come in, both he and all the children of Israel with him, even all the congregation. Moses did as Yahweh commanded him. He took Joshua and set him before Eleazar the priest and before all the congregation. He laid his hands on him and commissioned him, as Yahweh spoke by Moses. Well, now it looks like Moses is about to die, doesn't it? That's kind of what God says here, because he's telling Moses to do something. He's telling him to go up the mountain of Abiram to see the promised land. Now, Moses himself was not allowed to enter into the promised land because of the sin that he committed, actually, in the wilderness of Zin is what it says here. Now, we already knew this because we talked about all that, how Moses elevated himself almost to the the same level as God when he did this. But not only that, he didn't honor God to the entire community of Israel. Even though God in the end was honored because he's God, (laughs) Moses himself did not obey God and did not make him holy in front of the entire congregation of Israel. So Moses himself was not allowed to lead the people into the promised land. Now, we know that the reason that God did this was because Moses was a leader. He was like the leader of all leaders, basically. Like when you think of a patriarch, you think of Moses, pretty much Abraham and Moses. Those are the two I think of typically. And Moses definitely was a leader. Leaders are judged harsher. And so since Moses was a leader of the people and was supposed to honor God first and foremost before anything else that he did, God judged Moses quite harshly because of Moses's sin of elevation of himself. So this is why people who consider themselves to be leaders or leaders in general just need to be very careful to keep themselves humble. I mean, we just talked about humbleness actually in Luke where we have to humble ourselves. Rather, we got to start thinking of other people above our own self. That's what humbleness means. There's actually a great saying about humbleness. Humbleness is not not thinking of yourself. It is rather thinking of other people above yourself. So that's a great way to think of what humbleness is, is just putting other people above yourself. So Moses, unfortunately, did not do this. He certainly did not put God first. So he got punished in this way where he was going to die in the wilderness the same way that um, the other people would die in the wilderness. Now, the only people that were a part of that congregation beforehand that were allowed to go into the promised land was actually Joshua and Caleb. I love Caleb because we're going to learn a little bit more about him soon when they start taking the promised land. But Caleb was a really cool guy because he was super old at this point. (laughs) (laughs) But he had the strength of a 20 year old man. Like God gave him just like this supernatural strength. And Caleb was just like rearing to go. He's like, I am ready to take some Canaanites. I am going to go into the promised land and I'm going to fight alongside my brothers. So yeah, Caleb's a cool guy. But because of Caleb's and Joshua's just love for God and their humbleness, I suppose, and their faith, they were allowed to enter into the promised land. They were the only two people of that generation that were allowed to. So now God tells Moses basically to go look at the promised land from a top of a mountain called Abiram, 
And at that point, Moses would die. He would be gathered to his people is what it says. And I really think that that word, uh, that verbiage is really cool. Gathered to his people. That doesn't sound like death, does it? It kind of sounds more like life, like you are going to be gathered to your community because that's what was going to happen to Moses. He was going to be with his brother, Aaron, with his sister, Miriam, and also with all the other patriarchs and the other faithful people that had died at that point as well. So this is just definitely a, a proof of life after death, for sure, that God often calls it gathering together of his people. So I really like that verbiage that God uses here. You shall be gathered to your people as Aaron, your brother, was gathered. So he's going to be back with his family. Moses is going to die and be with God and his family. So after this, Moses has some concerns, obviously, as any man would when he hears that he's going to die. And so he says to God, he says, the people are going to be like a flock of sheep without a shepherd. That's another cool thing that Moses says, because Jesus often said that about the Israelite people when he came to earth. He often thought of the people as sheep without a shepherd and how true that was for the time when Jesus came to earth, because the Pharisees were not shepherds. They were leaders for sure, but they were not good leaders. They were terrible shepherds or they were no shepherds rather. They were just as clueless as the sheep. So Jesus considered himself to be the shepherd, the leader of the sheep that had no shepherd until, of course, Jesus came down to earth and fixed all that. But Moses has this same concern. So this kind of shows where Moses's heart is at this point in time, where he has this concern of the people are going to be without a leader, without a strong leader when I die. So he asks God, let Yahweh, the God of all the spirits of flesh, appoint a man over the congregation who may lead them. Because if you continue on here, it says that the congregation of Yahweh may not be as sheep which have no shepherd. So Yahweh agrees. And I do believe that he was going to either way um, give Joshua that position because there was always a judge at this time and always a priest, like a high priest. So those two things were different. Moses, technically, I suppose, was the first judge. Aaron was the first high priest. Now, at this time, Eliezer is the new high priest, Aaron's son. But now there needs to be a new judge. So this goes to Joshua. Now, in verse 18, Yahweh says something really interesting, actually, about Joshua. He says, take Joshua, the son of Nun, a man in whom is the spirit. I mean, we didn't we don't often see evidence of the Holy Spirit too often in the Old Testament. Well, actually, that's not true. We see a lot of evidence of the Holy Spirit. But when it comes to people having the Holy Spirit, this was not something that was typically seen too often unless the people were leaders or the high priest or anything like that. Now, that all changed, of course, when Jesus came to earth and said, another is going to come after me and he is the one that's going to be your your guide, your lead, everything like that. And that, of course, was the Holy Spirit. So now all of us are priests who are able to receive the Holy Spirit. But back in these days, the Holy Spirit was kind of reserved for special I suppose not special people, but people who truly loved God 
and got elevated to the role of leader or judge or priest or whatever else. But Joshua, he had the Holy Spirit. And even though technically Joshua is not yet a leader, he was still somebody who had the Holy Spirit. He had that love for God and God granted him the gift of the Holy Spirit. He says, a man in whom is the spirit and lay your hand on him. So now Joshua is going to be the one who takes over for Moses. He's going to be the new shepherd of the people. He shall stand before Eliezer, the priest who shall inquire for him by the judgment of the Urim before Yahweh. Um, I don't remember what that means. I'm sorry. The Urim. That might be the white and black stones, actually. Okay, yes, it was. It is, in fact, the white and black stones that we talked about way back in Exodus, where they were supposed to make a beautiful white stone and a beautiful black stone. And it was almost like a a way to leave things up to God, if that makes sense, for the priests to be able to like roll, like, I don't know, not roll the stones, but um, select one without knowing which one they're going to select. And then they would find out at that point if a person was innocent or guilty, depending on which stone they grabbed, I suppose, (laughs) or a yes or no answer, depending on what color of the stone it was. So there was a black one. There was a white one. It's just kind of a little thing that God told the people to do, I guess, so that they would know for sure that he was talking through them, through the Urim and the Thermim, I think it was. So now Joshua has to do the same thing. He has to uh, inquire for him by the judgment of the Urim before Yahweh. So that means whichever stone the high priest would pull, it would say whether or not Joshua was innocent or guilty for the entire congregation to see. I don't know which one meant what, but depending on which one he pulled, it would say that Joshua was an innocent man or a guilty man, I guess. And of course, because God was choosing Joshua, he would be an innocent man. But this was just something that the entire congregation could then see that Joshua was an innocent man, depending on the judgment of the Urim and the Thummim. But anyway, at this point, Uh, He says that Joshua would become the next leader, the next judge after Moses. And it says at his word, they shall come in both he and all the children of Israel with him, even all the congregation. So, yeah, he'd make the rules. He would say whether to go out to war, whether to come in, whether to do this or do that. Joshua would be the new leader of the people and would take the promised land. So it says in verse 22 that Moses did as Yahweh commanded him. He took Joshua, set him before Eliezer the priest and before the congregation. He laid his hands on him and commissioned him as Yahweh spoke by Moses. So now Moses is getting ready to die. Moses just gave the judge role to Joshua. So now his new task soon is going to be to go up to the mountain of Abiram and die. That's Moses's next task. And I kind of wonder how Moses was feeling at this point. Like, was he happy that he was going to finally be with God and be taken out of his misery? Because he he said so many times when he was in misery, he's just like, oh my gosh, God, kill me now. Like he said that so much. So I kind of wonder if he was a little bit happy about this, that um, his time here on earth was finally finished and he was going to be with God in perfection for eternity. So I don't know. But yeah, we'll find out what happens next because Moses is not quite done yet. 
We're going to still have a couple more chapters with him, but soon he is, in fact, going to die. But friends, you know, I always got to end the, the podcast saying how we can learn from it personally today. And the best way, I think, to learn from this is the fact that Joshua up until this point was a servant. Yet God elevated him to the role of a great leader, like such a great leader. So that just shows and proves what Jesus says is that the, if you want to be great, you have to become a servant first. And that's what Joshua was. He was just Moses's servant. And now he's going to be a great leader. That's definitely something we can take comfort from when we are put into servant roles is that God does promise to elevate us if we are happy and content in those servant roles. We aren't discontent and angry and unhappy because God loves the servant. He loves the servant. And since he is a servant, we are supposed to imitate that and become servants ourselves. Well, here's a call to action to you. Do something servant-like today and don't get mad about it. <laughs> oh, it's hard to ask. I know. I'm not even joking. I, I have a hard time uh, sometimes serving. But yeah, serving is very important. So go serve at your church. Go serve at the food bank near you. Serve somewhere. Or you can do something much simpler than that. But do something servant-like today. I hope that you continue to support this podcast. Don't forget, I'm coming out with a devotional in uh, November, or rather October, possibly the end of next month. Because, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to share it with you guys. It's going to be an Advent devotional for teen girls. So if you know a teen girl that could use an Advent devotional, be looking out for the devotional entitled Adore, the Teen Girl's Guide to Advent. So that will be coming out very soon. I am practically done with it, and I'm excited to share it with all of you guys for this coming Christmas. Anyway, I hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day and that you are blessed. Happy listening and God bless.